0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 37 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Acts chapter 11 today, and our focus is on the most important church in history. I want to encourage you to check out our website, Bible2021.com, to share this show with your friends and neighbors and enemies and acquaintances and help spread the word because, as I say, almost every episode, Our goal is to get as many people reading and listening to the Word of God and thinking about it and following and obeying it as possible. So today we are discussing how the gospel, the good news of Jesus, jumped ship from the Jewish people and went to Gentiles and Greeks like you and me. Because basically in the Bible when it talks about the Gentiles, it's talking about everybody but the Jews. And... The church that was a big springboard for that jump was the church at Antioch. Here's the thing, and you know this, sometimes we humans can be slow to get things, right? It seems to me that the Great Commission of Jesus is fairly clear, although that may be hindsight talking. So let's read the Great Commission for review. And as I read it, ask yourself this question. Does it sound like Jesus wants his disciples to go to every nationality or just the Jewish people? Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hey, call me crazy but all nations, sort of sounds like Jesus is calling the disciples to go beyond just the Jewish people. Maybe it's even more clear in Acts chapter 1, where Luke records the Great Commission, verse 8, when Jesus says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit is come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It just seems to me that All nations, quote, and ends of the earth, quote, seems a bit more than just meaning to share the gospel with all the Jewish people you see and ignore the rest. But interestingly enough, that seems to be sort of the default ministry paradigm and mindset of the disciples right up until we get to Acts chapter 10-11. through 11. In Acts 10, Peter is told beyond a shadow of a doubt not to consider people of other nations and ethnicities as unclean, so he goes and proclaims Jesus to a group of them as we talked about yesterday. And when he returns to the other disciples, they throw a party and celebrate the new Greek Gentile believers, right? They celebrate the first steps in the successful completion of the Great Commission, right? Actually, no, they don't. Peter is called to task by some of those Christians for the crime of sharing the good news with the non-Jewish people. We read about that in verse 2 of today's reading. When Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. Now, to be fair, after Peter explained the situation to them, they relented and rejoiced. As we see in verse 18, it says, When they heard this, they became silent and they glorified God, saying, So then, God has given repentance, resulting in life even to the Gentiles. Well, it's just interesting to me that it caught them off guard. Maybe it's because I'm not a Jewish person and I wouldn't know. But they must have heard, the original disciples must have heard the Great Commission with sort of Jewish ears to say something like, go and make disciples of the Jews in all nations, being witnesses to the Jews in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the Jews to the ends of the earth, but only the Jews. But that's quite clearly not what Jesus said. It shows us how bias can cloud our hearing and our actions. We also see this bias impact the evangelism of the church even after the persecution spread the church outside the bounds of Jerusalem. The early Christians spread all throughout the Roman Empire sharing the gospel with Jews in all of the cities and Pretty much ignoring everybody else, except for Antioch, because something quite amazing and wonderful happens in Antioch. Well, let's read our passage and read all about it. Acts chapter 11, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. The apostles and the brothers and sisters who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. When Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying... You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began to explain to them step by step. I was in the town of Joppa praying and I saw in a trance an object that resembled a large sheep coming down, being lowered by its four corners from heaven, and it came to me. When I looked closely and considered it, I saw the four-footed animals of the earth, the wild beasts, the reptiles, and the birds of the sky. I also heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. No, Lord, I said, for nothing impure or ritually unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a voice answered from heaven a second time, What God has made clean you must not call impure. Now this happened three times, and everything was drawn up again into heaven, and that at that very moment three men who had been sent to me from Cesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to accompany them with no doubts at all. These six brothers also accompanied me and we went into the man's house. He reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, send to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He will speak a message to you by which you and your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came down on them, just as on us at the beginning. I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he also gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, how could I possibly hinder God? When they heard this, they became silent, and they glorified God, saying, So then, God has given repentance, resulting in life even to the Gentiles. Now those who had been scattered as a result of the persecution that started because of Stephen made their way as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. News about them reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to travel as far as Antioch when he arrived and saw the grace of god he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the lord with devoted hearts for he was a good man full of the holy spirit and of faith and large numbers of people were added to the lord Then he went to Tarsus to search for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught large numbers. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. In those days, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. This took place during the reign of Claudius. Each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They did this, sending it to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. So... The ramifications of what happens in this chapter can't be understated. We see it in verse 20. Some men from Cyprus and Serene came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. So this represents a complete strategy change for the church. How about we not only share Jesus with the Jews, but with everybody? That is why I think I can say, without exaggerating, that the church at Antioch is the most important church in history. It was at Antioch, which was at the time a large 250 or so thousand people city that is now in modern day Turkey, that the early church's missions effort really began in earnest. It was here that God called Paul and Barnabas to be missionaries, and it was at Antioch that the early Jesus followers were first labeled with the name Christian. Now, why is it important that followers of Christ were first called Christians in Antioch? Well, let's hear from Tim Keller, who has some wisdom on that. For the very first time in history, we're told here that some men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks. The word there is the word Hellenist, which means polytheists or pagans. They did not believe the scriptures at all. They were given the gospel message and many of them became Christians. The results of this, you can see in Acts 13 1 through 3 which was the very first church at Antioch and if you look at the leaders it says they were prophets and teachers Then they list them Barnabas who was a Cyprian Jew a bicultural Jew Simeon called Niger and the word Niger means black he was a black African Lucius of Cyrene Cyrene was in North Africa but the North Africans were not black they were more likely what we would call Arabic Manion, we don't know much about except that he was brought up by Herod. He was an upper-crust person. And then Saul, Paul, who we know was not only Jewish, but a professor and a Roman citizen and academic. So, we have the first ethnic multinational, multi multi-class Christian church in history. That's the reason why it was in Antioch the believers in Christ were first called Christians. Up until now, every nationality had their own religion— You were Roman, and they had the Roman religion. If you were Greek, you had the Greek religion. But here, for the first time, we have a religion that is not based on race or country. It brings in people from different races, and that's why they had to come up with a new name. They were called Christians. Fascinating. Well, let's close with our verse of the month, Acts 9.31. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Well, good day, friends, to you, and Godspeed.